0: This veil could be lifted from our eyes, we would see around us that there is this spiritual warfare going on for our very existence. And, you know, Jesus says that it is the thief, the devil, he comes to kill and steal and destroy. And he comes under the cover of darkness, like this, this man, this uh, Gabriel Wartman, who committed all these murders, he came as a police officer. You know, he disguised himself as a police officer in a in a disguised police vehicle that he he made up. So the whole thing was a lie. It was a ruse, um, and you can imagine uh, people would trust this man, pull him over, and then and then he takes their life. This past week in Nova Scotia, innocent people were murdered uh, by a deranged madman, as I said earlier in the largest, this was the largest mass shooting in Canadian history. And our hearts really go out to the family and friends of the victims of this senseless tragedy. And we want to encourage you all and all Canadians to pray for the loved ones of those who have passed away and their lives were cut short in this tragedy. And I guess the big question that goes through our mind is why, why did this shooter do this? What was his possible motive? But bigger question than that, as I said earlier, is why does God allow evil, uh, pain, suffering when he has the power to prevent it? Um, This is not just a nice theoretical discussion, especially when we are experiencing the pain and suffering personally.
1: Mm -hmm. So Dr. Allen, let me start with you. Is there an example in the Bible of someone who was a good God-fearing person and yet bad things happened to him, so he experienced pain and suffering?
2: Yes, Ronnie, there is. There is in the Bible the story of Job, who was a very dedicated, a God-fearing man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And who suffered severe financial losses, uh, his uh, agrarian uh, industry was destroyed, his mm-hmm. children were killed. And that story gives us a frame of reference to begin this discussion. Because in the book of Job, and I read from the King James Version, verse 8, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Mm. And the word considered there in the Hebrew carries the word picture of someone in a war, a military general studying a fortress mm. in order to find a way to penetrate and destroy it. And this fits within a greater discussion of the cosmic controversy or the great controversy between good and evil, between God and Satan. And here it is, Satan who doesn't like human beings because we're all made in the image of God based on Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, uh, plotted and planned as to how he could find a way to destroy Job and to destroy his family. And the suffering wrecked on Job and his family uh, extended not just to his financial situation, not just to the loss of his children, but eventually to the destruction of his health, Uh, The only thing that Satan did not do was to destroy Job's life.
0: Mm. So God puts Job on the table. He kind of says, hey, take a look at him. Because I guess further back in the discussion, Satan comes in and says, everyone on earth belongs to me. And God brings up Job's name and says, have you considered Job? Job. And uh, Job becomes um, a witness for God, and uh, so I guess a question that I have behind all of this is, who created the devil? Where did the devil come from? Um, can I can I ask you that question, Dave?
3: Well, God created all things, yeah, including the devil. If there's one thing God didn't create, it's evil.
0: Ah. Did he create him as a devil?
3: No. Uh, Isaiah and Ezekiel give us that information, you know, that, that uh, Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, that um, that tell us, you know, that he was perfect in all his ways until iniquity was found in him. Uh, but that's what we call the mystery of iniquity. <laughs> and there's no adequate explanation for, you know, how could a, a perfect angel in a perfect heaven, surrounded by all the perfect gifts of a perfect god how how does imperfection arise um that's the mystery of iniquity and and i'm not going to try and answer that (laughs) right Right.
0: so where did this where did this i i I know that there's no good reason for for sin starting with this perfect angel called lucifer um he he wasn't originally called the devil he was a and that name Lucifer means light bearer. So he was a perfect angel, as it says, you know, in, in Isaiah 14, as you said, and, and Ezekiel 28. Um, how, what was it, I guess, let me, let me ask uh, Professor Rieser, uh, what was it that, that caused him? Uh, there's no good cause, <laughs> but how did this thing play out?
4: Well, the Bible speaks about a rebellion that takes place. Uh, there's evidently in Lucifer um, a desire uh, to usurp God's government. And the, the government of the universe is, is a government that's run on the foundations of justice and love, graciousness and mercy, the good things that, that mark who God is. Uh, and Lucifer rebels against this. And unfortunately, uh, Earth joins in this rebellion. Uh, Adam and Eve join with, with uh, Lucifer and uh, relinquish their, uh, their role as guardians of the earth. And Lucifer becomes that role. And that's what we see in Job. We see Job, who is the representative of earth now, having won that from, from Adam and Eve. Uh, and, and so we are now a planet in rebellion and, and over thousands and thousands of years, uh, we are seeing the outworking of that rebellion, uh, which means this world is a mess. Uh, there is evil in human hearts. There is, uh, 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 like, like we saw working out this last week in Nova Scotia, um, people doing wickedness and evil. And so the question then is, uh, leads, the, the next logical question is, well, what do we do to fix that? How do we, how do we change that? Uh, I think governments are going to enact law uh, to address evil, and that's good. Uh, Laws are necessary for an orderly society, and we must never give in to evil and let it win. But the proliferation of laws cannot change our hearts. As long as evil resides in here, there will be evil out there in in this world. Uh, So as others in society will suggest we need to raise awareness, we need uh, social action, Uh, And this is good and helpful, especially in generating support for those affected by both uh, man-made disasters and and tragic events, and also the the natural disasters that uh, that plague our planet. Uh, But all of these efforts do not, again, address the root problem. Uh, And the root problem is that not only is the planet in rebellion, uh, human hearts are also in rebellion against God
0: so this this rebellion that began in heaven started in the heart of this highest of angels so he he proliferated this shared it with the other angels Uh, according to um, the book of of, uh, revelation it seems like one third of all the angels fell with him and and believed his his lies about the character of god and mistrusted him if god knew that this was going to lead to rebellion and and lead to sin and suffering and god can kind of he can see where this is going why didn't he at that time just incinerate lucifer get rid of him just get him off the off the scene um dave you want to answer that
3: well I think a lot of uh, a lot of other observers would have been unnerved by seeing someone <laughs> incinerated uh, without the ability to understand. Yeah. Uh, the ability to understand the proceedings of heaven, I think, are uh, that will become a huge issue as we as we go further on.
0: Very good, uh,
2: Mike. I I think also to add to the question you raise, um, it links with something which Stephen mentioned now. The Bible in 1 John 4 eight tells us that God is love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, love uh, carries with it a component of trust. Mm-hmm. So when you look back in, when you look at the scriptures, the scriptures indicate that God created all human beings with freedom of choice. Because love is contingent upon freedom. Mm-hmm. God could have made us to be robots, but robots carry no freedom of choice. So robots do not experience love the way we experience love, but love is contingent upon freedom of choice. And, and so here you have an angel who exercised his freedom of choice to go against the very person who created him mm. and against the very government whose foundation is love. Mm. And, and think about it, if, if, if at the highest level of our government, the person who works closest with our prime minister, Mm -hmm. should come somehow come out and share things with you uh, and position it as if it's confidential and it's true. There is always this possibility that someone might believe this person, even though the person is not saying what is the truth, someone might believe that, you know what, you work so close with the highest figure of our government, you must know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so here it is, you have this highest created being beginning to circulate information uh, that is not accurate about God. Mm-hmm. And even on our planet, uh, we got into this rebellion, our foreparents, by believing uh, information that was not accurate about God, because he said to Eve, you know, God God knows that in the day that you eat of this fruit, you will not surely die, but you will be like God.
0: Yeah. So, so what I hear you saying is if... If uh, Lucifer brings up these accusations and all of these angels are kind of questioning, is he right? Is, is he right? Or is God right? And then all of a sudden Lucifer is destroyed by God, then will God have solved the problem or will he have a bigger problem on his side, on his, on his hands? Um, Professor Easer.
4: Well, yeah, and that's what uh, uh, Alan has hinted at that there are Numerous, uh, probably mind-boggling number of worlds in, in this universe, uh, across all the galaxies in this universe, all part of God's creation, all part of God's government, all part of uh, what is um, what is the, the what would be under God's concern, what He's concerned with, and who He's concerned with, uh, and all of these Watchers are going to uh, are going to see this unfold and will either be satisfied and, uh, and comforted that God's government is just and loving and built on love, uh, or they will raise greater questions. Uh, and so there is a time element to this. And all throughout Scripture, we have uh, the, the time being an important factor. Uh, all, uh, much of prophetic uh, um, utterances and apocalyptic uh, expectations deal with time. Uh, and which means that God is not in a rush to solve it as quickly as possible. He is—he is, he's in a, he is uh, working to resolve it completely, uh, but in His time. And so that does require—if uh, if you happen to be uh, caught in the middle of it—it it requires patience. And patience is one of the aspects of faith that uh, we are called to do. Uh, trust means that uh, when we are caught up with bad things happening to us that are no fault of our own. That we that we trust uh, in God's goodness, even when it doesn't seem like He is good, because we've asked Him to stop whatever it is we're facing and He hasn't. Uh, so trust means that we look at the timing of all of this. Uh, the the uh, if we can if we if we can have hope in all of this, uh, it's that faith is not just that God is with us during those trials, but faith points towards a a time period a day. New Testament calls it that day Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, when Jesus will be revealed Mm -hmm. and when he is revealed, then uh, the the answers uh, that we have been unable to supply to these deep questions will will become evident and be able to be supplied. Mm-hmm. right
1: Jesus's character or God's character of love mm-hmm. is going to be revealed in that revelation mm-hmm. and I just you know think back to the question about why didn't God destroy um, Lucifer right away if he knew mm-hmm. well for me it's just um, if he had done that then the angels would have worshiped God out of fear mm-hmm. and not out of love and so they would have and um, fear and perfect love cause out fear. And so you cannot have love and fear mm-hmm. in the same, you know, heart, so, yeah. yeah, in the same heart. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah.
3: Stephen just touched on a couple of things that, that to me are just huge. <laughs> yes. uh, one is the, the matter of time. Yes. And, and it's, it's really suffering that makes time important. If, if everything were just flowing along smoothly, no one would worry about time. You know, um, it's kind of like we actually divide the history of the universe. You know, there's, well, there's eternity past and there's after, you know, the close of time we speak of, you know, and, and, and time is this period where suffering exists. And that's what makes it important. And, and then the second thing that, that both of our other guests here have, have mentioned, you get a really interesting picture in the, in the book of Job. Where God Himself, and I, I thank Alan for bringing that idea that that consider is a military phrase. I had not heard that, but that to me is very interesting. But but God Himself comes to Lucifer, comes to Satan, and says, "Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the earth." You know, and and you get this picture of of Lucifer of, of Satan having you know. He says, you know, well, God says, Where do you come from? He says, oh, just strolling back and forth in the world, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's mine. I own this place, you know? And God says, No, 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 there's one. Mm. You know, that's kind of a scary thought. There's 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 one. <laughs> and 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 so it's almost like you can just see Satan saying, Oh yeah, one. I I've got everybody else, just one. I'll take him out and then Boom, you know. And and it's like there's this kind of an unspoken recognition that when it gets to the hundred percent mark, it's over. You know, and Lucifer is Satan is is angling for one hundred percent on on this world, because that's what he claims. This is this is my kingdom. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, God again back to the question why didn't he destroy Lucifer then? Well, Mm -hmm. the flip side is that. It's not over till you get down to the end and every knee will bow, every tongue confess. And God's working for 100%, but not just of the world. He's working for 100% of every intelligent being in the universe to mm-hmm. see, to understand, and to reject the, I would say, the, the political position yes. <laughs> of Lucifer. You know, it's it's in a sense, you can look at, was it some, somebody wise? And I said that uh, war is the continuation of politics by other means or something like that. I don't remember the exact quote. But Lucifer basically said, I've got a better idea. Vote for me. And that didn't go so well. So he said, okay, we're going to have a war over this. And that's where we're at right now. But that war will end. Yeah, And it will end with 100%. You know, Even, even the wicked. The wicked are raised. And they see the, the fruits of sin. And they reject. And that's that's um, that to me is just so compelling, so so thorough, so complete, so transparent. There's just so much there that uh, I find admirable.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Mike. Yes, Mike, go ahead, I Alan. I think Stephen um, referenced something that is important here. Hmm. the The big question in the great controversy, this great war, is: Can God be trusted? Ah. Yeah. So when our four parents uh, decided to follow the uh, what Lucifer said, basically they were saying, listen, you know, God cannot be trusted. So we're going to, uh, it was distrust of God. God can be trusted. This belief of his word, he said, if we eat, we will die. Lucifer said, no, if you eat, you will not die. And rejection of his authority. And I think part of the time reference, which Stephen is mentioning, is that time allows us to see the the impact of the rebellion on this planet. And within that time, while we're seeing the impact of the rebellion, God allowed Jesus to come, who allows us to see the very very character of God. That God is a person of love. And left to God alone, uh, God will put an end to suffering. The the miracles of Jesus, the healing miracles, tell us that God does not... uh, delight in our suffering and in our pain. Yes. And so we see in the life of Jesus, the very character of God, that God is love. We see that character demonstrated on Calvary's cross. The scriptures make it clear that it was the devil who wanted to destroy God from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He was a liar and murderer from the beginning. And outworking of that very character that he, he, he led himself into, is what put Jesus on Calvary's cross. He's the one who ultimately wanted Jesus to be destroyed. Uh, in fact, from the time Jesus was born, he had this plan to destroy him. We see King Herod moved uh, to kill all the children, all all the young children, the babies in uh, in Bethlehem. And throughout the life of Jesus, the devil really wanted to destroy him. And so at Calvary's cross, he gets rid of him finally. And there we have the evidence that God is love. Here is God willing to pay the price for his children. Here's the devil willing to eradicate him or to obliterate him from the universe. Mm. Then, of course, resurrection morning gives us hope because we see Jesus triumphant. And because of that, we know even those who have lost their lives, we trust by God's grace that in the very last moments they reached out to God, we will see them again by God's grace.
3: Yes
0: yes and none of that caught God by surprise you know in Genesis chapter 3 it says that the the serpent would bite his heel and yet he would you know God himself and in, in Christ would crush his head and put an end to it and when Jesus said on the cross it is finished as far as the universe on looking, it was finished. He was unmasked as a murderer and the murderer of God and that was his intention.
2: And as Stephen has mentioned, as we get towards the towards the end of time, mm-hmm. uh, so we see more and more the revelation of who God is and more and more the revelation of what evil really has brought into the universe. Mm-hmm. And it gives every human being that opportunity. Am I going to choose and trust a God who is loving, gracious, and kind? Or am I going to choose someone who opposes God and led us down this road of rebellion And now look at what is happening as a result of this rebellion. We have, for example, the loss of the lives of 22 persons Mm -hmm. out of nowhere in a few hours in a province of a developed nation. So each person has that opportunity to make that choice uh, within this time frame
4: uh, that we're living in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, yes. Steve, did you want to add to that?
4: Well, no, I, I, I completely agree. This this is it boils down to uh, who do you trust, who do you believe, and which side are you going to be on. Uh, we have obviously are living in a time of Earth history that is. Uh, I mean, the, the the daily headlines are, are just a, mm-hmm. a continual drumbeat of bad news. Uh, there are there are many people who are having um, apocalyptic uh, ideas and and talking about. Um, grand-scale apocalyptic kind of disaster. And I just would like to bring us back to what uh, what an apocalypse is. Yes. Uh, apocalypse, we get the word apocalypse from the last book of the Bible, uh, it's the book of Revelation. And uh, obviously in the book of Revelation, there's a description of some horror, pretty horrible events taking place on, on the planet Earth, but but that's not actually the apocalypse. Uh, the apocalypse, apocalypse comes from, the first phrase in Revelation, mm-hmm. and that first phrase is "Apokalypsis Jesu Christu." It's Greek, and it means the revealing or unveiling of Jesus Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So, if we if we think about apocalypse, um, and people think apocalypse could either be from natural disasters or man-made catastrophic events, the Bible uh, the Bible says actually the apocalypse. Uh, is uh, is a God uh, event and it's a good event far from being an event that threatens to destroy humanity it's the event that saves humanity and heals the wounds of the millennia-long rebellion that is the reason that bad things happen to good people
0: and I I find this Mm. very comforting to understand that God In his mercy gives us this revelation in other words if this curtain this unveiling of this curtain if this veil could be lifted from our eyes we would see around us that there is this spiritual warfare going on for our very existence and you know jesus says that it is the thief the devil he comes to kill and steal and destroy and he comes under the cover of darkness, like this, this man, this uh, Gabriel Wartman, who committed all these murders. He came as a police officer. You know, he disguised himself as a police officer in a, in a disguised police vehicle that he, he made up. So the whole thing was a lie. It was a ruse. Um, and you can imagine, uh, people would trust this man, pull him over, and then, and then he takes their life. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a horrific picture of the character of Satan and, and that, 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 that Satan has influenced his heart in such a way that he's reflecting the character of Satan, not the character of God, and uh, a very deceptive person. And uh, it's, it's a horrific picture. Uh, to, and we don't want to go there in our minds to think the way a murderer thinks but this is this is this is what we are being infected by when we when we accept this this view uh of of the world that that uh you know we accept the, the devil's premise you know it's all about me and getting things for myself and and then and then i don't care about other people and i don't care about their existence and then i can actually take lives as as jesus said the devil was a murderer from the beginning and from the beginning of this of this sin coming into his heart, um, so it's really guarding our hearts, guarding our minds, that we don't think like this, and that we don't perpetuate. Now, where is our hope? Where is our hope of 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 seeing, you know, the way God sees, of of having love towards others? Seeing Him who is invisible. Seeing Him who is invisible. <laughs> Dave, have you had um, an experience? Where where the devil attacked in your life or in a family member's life, and caused them to lose their faith in God, and uh, and, and it doesn't have to happen that way, but sometimes that does happen.
3: Yeah, and actually, it's it's kind of a um, a poignant memory that has been brought up by recent events, especially. Um, this is the story I heard. Well, nobody ever told me you know, the whole story at any one time, but it's one that I, I gradually pieced together as I was growing up, you know. Uh, it's the story of my grandfather. And it really begins when he was a, a high school student mm-hmm. at, a, at a, a boarding school, a church boarding school in 1918.
0: Mm-hmm. And at the time of the Spanish flu.
3: At the time of the Spanish flu. We, we've heard that, that year quite a bit of late, you know. And, and the, the school was locked down, nobody in, nobody out. Um, and everybody was getting sick. I think, I, I remember it exactly, I think it was eight of the young men in the dormitory died.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the only two people that didn't get sick were my grandfather and his best friend. And they were the, and the dean was sick, everybody was sick. And and so they were doing the nursing duties as best they knew how, and, and then At the time when everybody was just starting to get over it, those who didn't die, uh, my grandfather's best friend got sick and was dead in three days. Mm -hmm. And so he determined he was going to be a physician. He wanted to save lives. And then can't go into all the details, but uh, more or less a bureaucratic confusion mixed things up, and his hopes of a college education were destroyed. Um, So he went to work, in in seattle washington actually as a um as as a in in a donut shop and he was a mechanical minded guy and he says you know i think i can make a machine to make donuts and the boss told him he says don't waste my time you can do what you want with the old equipment in the back so he went to work and he made a machine that would do the donut process you know and so the boss Kept the machine and fired my grandfather, <laughs> and, and so they, he um, he got to talking to the sailors coming into the port in Seattle, and they were bringing back this weird thing from the Orient. We know it today as puffed wheat, and so my my grandfather actually you know he he made all sorts of inquiries and he he learned the process of puffing the wheat, and he was the first person in the United States in a, in a old warehouse still standing down in seattle he put up one of these wheat puffing cannons and he was making puffed wheat and things were going well and he was you know going to make good money and then somebody came along and they trademarked the name puffed wheat yeah, trademarked it and and you know, they came out with their product in a package that looked almost identical to his and drove him into bankruptcy and he did other things and um he time after time Uh, it looked like everything was going to fall into place and it it never did. And finally, when my mother was, I think about 17, uh, my grandmother, um, contracted or or was diagnosed with a a, a brain cancer and she died in three months or something like that. Of course, this was long before I was around, but that was kind of like the final straw on my, my grandfather's, you know, just too much bad luck. He says, Nothing makes sense. I've, I, here I am. I've tried to be a Christian, and it hasn't worked for me. And, um, you know, I don't know how the Lord will regard this. My grandfather lived for many years afterwards, and in many ways, in terms of just being a kind and helpful person, he was, you could say, one of the most godly men I know. But he, he abandoned any, you know, formal profession of faith. And so I leave him in, in the Lord's hands. But you know, this is this is the toll that unresolved suffering can inflict on the mind, you know. And um, and it comes back to you know the the, the question of faith that, that Stephen and Alan have both alluded to, you know, the the do we trust? Do we can we can we see past the lies? And can
0: we hold on to the truth? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alan, what would you suggest in this case? Thank you for sharing that, Dave. Um, In this case, with all of these people whose family members were killed, what would you give to them as advice of how they can go from this pain and suffering and have a better outcome? Um, what, What kind of advice would you give them?
2: Well, well, uh, three things. Um, As you have said, we sympathize and empathize with them. Mm -hmm. We're all members of the human family. Mm -hmm. And pain that affects one affects all of us, especially in a global global world, a global economy in which we live. I think Stephen has made a good reference about the revelation, the apocalypse being the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And as they go through the suffering, the comfort and hope, Uh, even as they deal with grief, which will take time to be resolved. Mm -hmm. The comfort and hope is that God foresaw all of this and has a plan to resolve all of this. Mm -hmm. And the day is coming when God is going to resolve all of this and put sin to an end. Affliction will not rise up a second time. Mm -hmm. There is a day when war is going to be over. Mm -hmm. But as we experience the war, it's comforting to know that in this war, God foresaw it. God is with us in this war. His, his, heart, his heart is affected by this war. And he's just waiting at the right time to put an end to this war. When, when we studied the Bible, the Bible indicates that the question of, 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 the, of trust in God was resolved on Calvary's cross. There we see that God is loving enough uh, in order to demonstrate his love for us. In order to redeem us, he allows Jesus to die in our place.
0: Mm.
2: And thank God for that death because that death and the resurrection gives us hope of a better world that will come. When the entire universe will be free from sin and one pulse of harmony and peace will radiate throughout the universe. So like Job. Job didn't fully understand what was happening with him. But Job held on to his trust in God. In fact, Job wanted to talk with God. And we find at the end of the story, uh, God turning up to discuss with Job. And and Job's trust in God was riveted and strengthened. Someday soon, we'll see God for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what a glorious day that will be. When all of these questions about God's goodness, His justice, His kindness will be resolved.
0: Because ultimately, God is love. So, Professor Reeser, final
4: word? Just amen. Uh, that's, that's where Revelation ends. That's where the Bible ends. Uh, come, Lord Jesus. Uh, and we are we're ready for that day of Revelation. We're ready for the end of the suffering that we have around us. Uh, and may each of us uh, be diligent in, in uh, bolstering the faith of those around us, those that we come in contact with. To, uh, to keep faith and yep. to hold on and, until it's all over. Thank you
0: so much, Professor Reeser. Thank you, Dave, for your insights and for sh- sharing uh, your story of your grandfather. Really, to me, uh, it speaks to me. I mean, we none of us go through this world unscathed, um, and we can look back and, and see how it's it's so hard to hold on to your faith when you see all these tragedies happening in the world. and. Uh, and what's wonderful about it is to know that God knows the heart and uh, he is the final judge on all of this and uh, Dr. Chichester thank you very much for your contributions I just want to encourage us all by the words of Jesus where he says it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God this is the only thing that we can trust is God's word and, uh, and, and his character and we know that we can do that because of Jesus the life he lived and, uh, and his sacrifice on the cross. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit IIW.ca.
1: Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.